0: Joining me on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast, I have a very special guest. I'm looking forward to speaking to him. Uh, he's a champion martial artist, actually an undefeated uh, world heavyweight karate champion. Uh, and you can check my math on that, uh, Tony. Uh, former intelligence and security operative. Uh, you've worked with groups like the FBI and the CIA. And you've helped take on ISIS, uh, which is no small feat in and of itself. Uh, and now you're an actor and you're also... Flexing your directorial muscles with your debut uh, as a director for the film, The Weapon, uh, featuring Cuba Gooding and uh, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, among others. Tony, Sheena, Tony, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast today.
1: Dude, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for, for getting me on your show.
0: It's great to have you. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm very interested in, in speaking with you. Um, I, I, I did a very cursory cover of, of some of the stuff that you've done. Uh, operative, covert operative, uh, intelligence, uh, security, uh, martial artists, things like that. Um, can you take us through a little bit uh, more in depth uh, of uh, the stuff that you've done? Because it's it's hard to... Overstate how uh, the scope and uh, importance of your work has been throughout your your career. So take me through a little bit of it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I, I seem to confuse a lot of people. <laughs> so everyone's like, so you're this COVID operative, but you make movies. So firstly, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not very covert. Those days are long gone, right? That's like. 20 plus years ago Um, and even then maybe for another 10 years after that I never ever spoke about the work I was involved in I it was just part of the makeup it wasn't really something I chatted about when I eventually did um even my family my nephew would be like oh I remember you carrying a holster on your ankle and this happening and then my buddies would be like my buddies would be like that crazy night we had out and you got arrested and it was like five charges against you and everything disappeared after we know because my mom was a secretary at the police station and there's no record right it was all like it was crazy and they're like you lied to us so was all through mixed reactions right and that was like so um uh so mosaic is my company i founded it Uh, Mosaic stands for Multi Operational Security Agency Intelligence Company. So that kind of sums up exactly what we do. It's a uh, crisis management. uh, uh, Majority of my staff are former CIA, NSA. I've had DIA, I've had FBI, I've had all the three letter agencies. Uh, My COO was Deputy Director of Counterterrorism for the agency. Uh, Another one of my staff was a head of station CIA, uh, head of cybers NSA. So and I have analysts, I have lawyers, so it's this small miniature agency of sorts. And our clients are corporations, governments, high net worth uh, individuals with massive problems. So we're there to sort, their, sort out their problems, investigate and at the same time secure them to have our own special forces units and that type of thing. And, you know, I started the company, Iraq and Afghanistan, yes, we worked against ISIS, before um, before the U.S. or Russia or anyone was on the ground, wow. we've done a lot of lot of those type of things, and then a lot of stuff outside of that, more on the gray area of investigation and intelligence for governments, etc. So U.S. based company, blah blah blah. Um, so my core business it's what helps me do everything else. It what feeds feeds everything else. That's the the, the money generator, right? So um you know over many years i've been in and out of kind of the film industry it was first a colleague of mine more of a mentor who kept saying to me 20 years ago in london actually would be like more than 20 maybe was like you got to get out of this this game of hours like it never ends well um unfortunately it didn't end well for him and and he would he would say go make movies or something like you're like a good looking guy you can fly girls like you you should go do movies right and i, and I sort of listened i sort of listened to him because i did but i didn't give up my day job so and hence everyone's really confused <laughs> because but i it's so it's so ridiculous really because i'm like i own the company i have staff to do covert work i don't do that covert work anymore that would be ridiculous right so uh, i'm really really uh, baffled by some of the questions i get sometimes <laughs> like, but anyway that's where we we're sitting and, and now you know I, I started my production company with the weapon um so i'm going to make a lot more movies the weapon was super challenging shoot which i'll get into if you want me to but i'll i'll wait for your next question absolutely
0: yeah 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 well let's let's uh, let's touch on that a little bit because uh how does uh, someone go from, you know, the martial arts background into the operative work and then find their way into acting? Uh, was it an organic development for you? I mean, you, you had some of that push from your friend there and say, you know, go, go pursue something like acting. But um, w- did acting ever uh, raise its head for you early on in, when you were younger? Or w- did you ever think that you were going to be on screen or behind the camera?
1: No. When I was younger, man, I honestly wanted to be the characters I saw in the movie, right? the magic of movies sure sure you know you grew up in a small crappy town in the middle of africa and you're like that's escapism right that's that's you want to be the characters and later in life maybe early 20s it was more like wow you know i I, all i had in my head was i was like i like to do like if i could just have a small role in like a van damme or seagal or one of the 80s stars movies i'd be super happy right then that's it you know it's a small role and then, you know, um, I did like, my, my first action movie was Wake of Death with Van Damme. And I co-starred with him. it. It yeah, wasn't a cool. small role. Yeah. And last week I did an interv- interview for the German uh, distributors. They were re-releasing Wake of Death, like special edition. They were like, can we interview you? And I had an interview with them. And it was cool because I was interviewing with this guy and then he's like, man, I'm really sorry. Can I pause it? Because the owner really wants to say (laughs) Heidi. The owner of the distribution company came on and he's like, he's like, wow, I connected your name with this movie, Dark. You're Dark. He's like, that's the best action movie in the last 20 years. (laughs) Right? And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. Because the same day I'm reading like just the first three like reviews on the weapon, which were just terrible. So I was like reading them. I was like, oh. And then, I was, and then he told me that about dark and I was like, oh, okay, I'll feel
0: better. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's go back then to, uh, to your martial arts background. How impactful were the martial arts then in, in shaping your career path? Because uh, I, I, I would guess that you've used it, you know, during your operative days and uh, you're using it as an action star uh, a little bit. So it was, how impactful were they uh, when you were um, going through this whole journey?
1: Yeah, I would say it's 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 everything really, and it's, I'm gonna start sounding a little cliched, but you know, traditional martial arts. with it doesn't matter what it is, but if it's from the right instructor, it instills real value in people, and it 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 really fosters good, solid, strong individuals. And that's where the cliched way of life, whatever, is truly what it is. You know, it, 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 there's of course the combative. You know, uh, latest um, developments which are very combat focused. But truthfully, a martial art is really that way of life, and it really it instills amazing values in children. We grow up to be strong adults, and I grew up in a kind of a you know not not the best of environments, and martial arts gave me. Gave me everything man like traditional yeah. mine was karate because that's all we had south africa didn't have jiu-jitsu aikido taekwondo no man all we had was japanese hard strong pushido karate right so if there was like a yeah, fight yeah. it was a fight it was like it was hilarious you'd have the the, the cops did karate the gangsters, the karate, the bouncers, the, everyone just did karate. So it was like a karate fest when there was a, a street fight, right? But everyone, that's all they did, right? Because you know, it was a, a challenging environment to grew up in or is, you know, uh, world sanctions against, you know, South Africa, et cetera. So, so that's kind of how we came came out of it. So for me, karate was everything. I always say like, if you're going to have kids, kids go to school, kids go to a traditional martial arts, you know, same, same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and like I said, uh, y- uh, you've you've uh, worked that into your career, um, transitioning to the entertainment part of things, where they tell you, you know, you write what you know. Um, how much of your uh, your intelligence and operative world has filtered into the characters that you've you've uh, inhabited and and the 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 worlds
1: that you've had to uh, create? Yeah, I, I tell you what, an article came out recently, like this week's talking about it you know this former intel guy drawing from his past that that really hasn't happened yet i mean it, it's i think the characters okay. are created yeah the characters are created in dark and and that it's not that there's obviously pieces of me in it you know but it's not i haven't really drawn from that yet but i will i will like i haven't done anything in the really in the espionage militaristic world yet and and then it'll come through, right? So, yeah, it'll 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 happen.
0: Are, when you watch uh, films that focus on that kind of stuff, espionage, uh, intelligence operation work, that kind of thing, um, is is there uh, is there a part of you that looks at it and goes, hey, you know, they got that wrong. That you know, they're not doing that right. It, do you um are you a little bit more critical uh, when you're looking at that stuff? And what does Hollywood get wrong when they try to depict that world?
1: Yeah, I mean, my work in that field. Was, was quite unconventional my recruitment sounds classic but it really was quite unconventional because we're expecting a civil war we grew up in a very complicated society like all of this right trying to avert a civil war thrown into the deep end i mean to tell you the truth in the end i didn't even know how i was working for anymore so it's mine's a little different but my staff for example who are quite what i like to call like corporate intelligence which means they came to the ranks of the CIA, DIA, NSA, whatever. They would they're more critical because, you know, CIA is a brand, right? So a lot of the movies are CIA, CIA. they all look at it and go, oh Tony, yeah, yeah, this, this, you know, I'm like, yeah, it does look looks a little so Fugazian <laughs> to me too. You know, so um so yeah it's definitely more of a critical eye uh, in general uh, about it. But there are shows that I understand are quite accurate. Um, some that are actually like where they look at it and go wow that's surprising they actually revealed stuff like that and one is a french show called the bureau right that's quite uh quite accurate yeah
0: when you are given a character like the characters in dark uh, and, and your other films how do you approach uh creating those characters then what do you tap into to to bring them to life so what what do you uh what do you pull from to to make those characters as real as possible
1: yeah no there's 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 observations and people you know and their their actions their personalities that you start drawing from you kind of log them you see interesting people and behavior because we're in the business of analyzing um surveilling taking in um behavioral patterns and how people sometimes are different kind of sticks out you go oh wow that person really drinks weird or you know it's, so you, you you take that you log it you create it but i think like dark um dark which i which i created i i you know that's that's a kid who's you know abused witnesses bad things and he uses this graphic novel comic book as escapism he reads he reads a comic book called dark to escape right so i think we all have elements of that in our childhood where it be television comic book whatever that we use for escapism and that's where these far-fetched far-fetched sometimes superheroes may far-fetched to us but at some it's like wow that's their route out right so um except dark, I wanted really gritty and and violent and real, right? Like the real world. So, um, the weapon was a little different. I mean, the weapon was a challenge and a half, and not a lot of people know what happened in the weapon <laughs> because we shot in Miami and COVID shut down our set. And uh, ah, okay. I to send everyone home, and months after, you know, we wanted to resume. And I said to my partner in the movie, I said, look, if we're going to resume, and he wanted to resume in Vegas, you know, because Miami was a bit complicated. And I said, look, let's use economies of scale. Let's shoot the, um, the sequel and the first one together. You know, we, we do both together. Oh, cool. And okay. um, because of scheduling of actors, the sequel had to be shot first, because the actors to finish the first one weren't available. So I thought, okay, we'll shoot the sequel and then we finish the first. And it was just crazy because we had, we had to shut down the set again because of issues. And in the end, really, two storylines were blended into one. And it was just crazy. <laughs> it was just crazy. Like I'm so thankful that you know we got the distribution we did, and you know we're all safe and did well. Um, but it, it wasn't exactly the story I. I want it. So this, okay. we're gonna do a sequel and the sequel is gonna be the first one we didn't finish, which is the original movie I wanted to make. Oh which, interesting. Is, okay. which is more the feeling of the movie dark. So we gonna we're gonna make that. Um and uh I think it'll be a chance to sort of redeem what went wrong with this one. So yeah. Well let's continue that
0: then because uh like we were saying, this is your directorial debut. Um to have to go through that kind of harrowing a process, you know, with a shutdown and then having to uh, to, to film the sequel, uh, which uh, you may or may not have been ready for, uh, how did you um, manage all of that, given that this was your your debut as a director? I mean, that must have been uh, a real shock to the system to be like, hey, you know, this is the, this is the first time I'm doing this and look at what I have to juggle now
1: yeah yeah and it wasn't planned uh i mean it was because of issues that i really had to take that 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 role and and complete the film really so okay. it's by default it's not if i if i come in this from the beginning as a director it would be a different you know type of scenario um, so it was even more challenging because it was unexpected really and 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 truthfully, I didn't have to do that much worse to really finish it, right? Um, uh, and then getting it done, and at least look in the end, we have distribution, we're out there, so many films get zero. And I mean, I sure, thank God yeah. we just got lucky that we, you know, Lionsgate, Gate, you know, took it from us and put it out, right? So now I get to fight another day, and that's the sequel, right? And, and that I'm going to ensure is true to what I originally created you know i'm gonna finish yeah. the first one which is what i created so yes yeah.
0: well what did you learn from this experience that you're going to take with you into the second film then
1: yeah, i mean a, a lot um a lot about structure um about uh planning uh, timing and just being prepared for some eventualities which sometimes you can't prep for really you know twice having the shutdown sets in different cities and and all kinds of other related craziness is being resilient with that being sure you in the edit too that you really sit in the edit sure Um, sure, and don't rush don't rush you know um look in the end you know everyone made their money back everyone made and, and that's the important thing i made money right uh when everyone when in general people just lose in this game and for me it's a it's a hobby it's not my my main business so so planning and timing is very important because i need a slot i have slots for these things in my schedule i'm like i say when i go do a movie it's tony time right it's for me to go and play right that's my play time and then I don't want my playtime <laughs> <laughs> play to be as stressful as it was with this movie, right? I didn't plan for that to be an additional stress. I have enough stress in my business. So sure, I, I want to alleviate yeah. that, right? Uh, d- directing is not something that I'll, I'll easily rush into um, uh, because it's so time-consuming, especially when your company's making and you're producing, you're in it, you're acting. It's, it's too much. It's too much yeah and you saw running your business right i'm still on the phone running my business so it's like it's too much right
0: yeah <laughs> well, are you going to uh don the director's cap uh for the sequel then uh, as well or are you going to hand that off to someone else
1: i'm gonna hand it off i'm gonna hand it off i'm gonna focus on you know the acting part and that's playing that acting's like Directing's tough, man. Even producing's tough. Acting is like that's fun. That's like fun. Like right? you know, if you if you're an actor and you're on a set and you're not having fun, that's like, man, right? You're taking the shit way too serious. Then it's like you're you know you're pretending to be other people. Come on, man. Have fun with it.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, now you you did say that uh, you had some some problems with the process, uh, and, and you mentioned uh, that you didn't get some good reviews for it. Uh, are you proud though of of what you put out there uh you know for as a as a directorial debut at least I mean
1: um I'm I'm proud that we were able to put it out yeah yeah just that period I mean thousands of movies just disappear get no distribution or end up in some obscure whatever somewhere on an online platform and we got a theatrical limited release in the US plus Amazon yeah. plus yeah. Apple We Lionsgate bought it like you do get better so <laughs> I'm proud about that fact well, however we got there is another story but we that we made that happen and and, and to launch my production company with that and, and everything else that I'm super happy about and for sure everyone made their money back investors are happy everyone made money so well win-win sure the product's not exactly what I wanted but like I said, I get to fight another day, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you
0: got some yeah. great names in the cast as well. Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery uh, has been a guest on the show. I love him. He's an accomplished martial artist as well. Yeah. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr., Bruce Dern. Um, and, you know, I mean, some just some, some cool people in the cast. Yeah. What was it like uh, to be on set with these guys? And, uh, you know, as a, as a director, um, have to kind of give them notes on, on, on what to do. <laughs> that must have been fun.
1: Oh, so, so when all the, the havoc and craziness happened, when I first kind of thought, okay, we got to just finish this thing properly, was um, with the scene with um, Jeff Faye and Bruce Stern, right? And it's just having to then just fall into that role and go to Bruce Stern and say, "Well, could you just say it like this for me? And could you rather just say that, or you know, and and try and coach him in a in a smart diplomatic manner when he's such a fantastic accomplished actor and you're suddenly just dropped in as a director, right? And going, well, what's this about now? This is like a new scene you guys have written like, what is this, you know? And having to explain it and explain it on set. And I had two photos that the the set photographer took and I I was just cool photos, but they got me like right into explaining to him, right? and it was this cool photo and i'm like oh wow that that that's that's cool right that's cool i'm glad i survived <laughs> uh, i'm glad he didn't laugh at me and tell me to get out of here <laughs> right so, <laughs> so that was great right so yeah, yeah.
0: that's cool that's cool what uh, are there uh, parts of the film uh that didn't make it in that you you as a as a director um uh really it really kind of stings maybe that you didn't get it I- into the film this time around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't sting me at all because those are really great parts, which are utilized. They're going to be utilized in the sequel because they cool. parts of the first one we couldn't finish. Right. Because right, COVID right, hit the right. set. Right. And then remember we started the sequel hoping to do finish the first one after, and then we couldn't, right. Cause it was a shutdown again. So this fantastic, the fantastic stuff. That's the stuff I originally wanted to make and I have it and it's great. So I'm happy. So are you in
0: pre-production for the sequel now? Or are you uh, ready to get that
1: yeah. going soon? Yeah, man. I'm so scheduling. The problem is um, I've just, I mean, literally I've been all over the Middle East last week and between Cyprus, London and Italy this week. Wow. And um, I got to get back to the US because I have to go straight into training because I've, for a, my new sport is climbing big mountains. And I've climbed Whoa, a lot what, of. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I climbed big mountains, man. Over New Year's, I climbed uh, Mount Vincent in Antarctica, which is the biggest in Antarctica. And I, I climbed the highest mountain in Europe and the highest in the Southern Hemisphere. And I climbed a lot of big mountains. So organically, the next one is the big boy. I, I fly out to the Himalayas in uh, three weeks, two a month. I have, in May, I'm on Everest the entire month. Wow. So, so yeah, so scheduling.
0: Isn't your manager uh, panicking about you climbing big
1: rocks? <laughs> I don't. I don't think anyone does. Um, but I don't. That's the thing. I don't have agents and managers because I they can't handle me, right? Because I'm like my schedule is not normal, and I just I don't know. I I, I kind of have. I kind of make the projects happen anyway. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little different.
0: Just um, uh, just a note. Uh, if you go to Tony Sheena's uh, website, uh, I, the a headline pops up: "Superpower for Hire." Again, all, the work that you've done, the martial arts, the the acting, directing. Now and now you're climbing the mountains. It doesn't it, it doesn't stretch the truth much at all that you actually are a superpower for hire. It's crazy. <laughs> so
1: so so listen. That's not a, 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 a term that myself or my team came up with. The, there's a documentary that was made by vice vice ah, Media cool. made a made a documentary called superpower for hire many years ago and they were with my company and myself in caracas venezuela one of the most dangerous cities on the planet and yeah yeah filmed to some stuff and interviewed me but it's me and eric prince from blackwater simon mann from executive outcomes all the big and and it's the new landscape of private military activity in the world and that's what it was about right and uh and it was it was quite foreboding actually because now what we're seeing and I actually have an interview um I think yeah Tuesday I have an interview um with a big uh, uh network regarding Wagner group in Russia Uh, in Russia Ukraine Russia's Wagner Group operating in Ukraine and what's going on and the whole documentary was how powerful can a PMC private military corporation actually become and now we're seeing it because Wagner Group hired by Putin and the Russian government where the owner is actually going against speaking against Putin so hired by the client and turned around kind of against the client in a way it just shows you how strong the PMC has become since that documentary, um, wow. and that's kind of what I said in the documentary. I said that's that's how strong the PNC is going to become that we can actually do stuff like that.
0: Oh, man, as always, be careful. You know, <laughs> it's, a
1: good, it's, a, it's a really good documentary. It won awards. You should see it. Uh, super, I think it's like 20 million views or something. It's it's. Quite, quite popular alright yeah. cool uh,
0: and speaking of things to see uh, The Weapon uh, it is streaming now uh, I believe it goes it goes out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray March 28th is that right? Uh,
1: I'm not sure okay
0: well I'll, I'll check that and make sure thanks. but um, uh, yeah. thanks, for, thanks for telling me <laughs> uh, t- uh, tell the audience what uh, what you would like them to take away uh, from The Weapon what what, uh, what do you want them to to feel and experience when watching that film
1: yeah I think what you want to take away is sort of a rogue filmmaking where you're dealing with overcoming those issues and and and, and experiencing what famous actors, non-famous actors can actually pull together in, in, in adversity and still make a complete movie that Lionsgate's going to go and buy, right? And I think it'll give you, I think... You want to see this because the second one's gonna gonna kill i think and and this will give a good sort of um background to it
0: all right uh dallas ultio is the uh the character's name in the film what can you tell me about him
1: oh yes um another complex character uh originally uh, you know i had him you see you can't really tell what he's about at all and it has this turning point where you realize again a a a traumatic past a, a child that witnessed things you shouldn't have witnessed and uh and then you understand at the end oh wow this is this is where the rage is from because to Gooding junior at one stage says to uh let's see who, who plays kind of a, a female character She's a, she's a big uh, Mexican uh, singer, telenovela actress, too, um, and, and, and says, you know, uh, that I, I see you have some of that rage, too. But, you know, when it refers to <clears> OTO, <throat> it's like, you know, that, that rage goes, you're, you must understand his rage because you're with him. But just be careful, right? Because yeah, it, it's uncontrollable type, type of scenario.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so, a uh, uh, big question uh, that I- I'm interested in uh, your take, of course. Uh, Dallas Ultio and John Wick walk into a warehouse. Uh, who walks out and who's
1: carried out? <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm going to say Dallas.
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs> As you should, as you should. And I I mean you you uh you you portray a, a great uh action hero. You cut a, a cool figure as Dallas. So, um if you're telling me that the sequel is going to be uh bigger and better and uh you know more in depth, uh, I don't doubt that you're going to be able to do it. Now, how are you going to to uh manage that with your with your schedule though?
1: <laughs> well, I got a big mountain to climb. Um literally and figuratively um so may i hope tune on back into the real world and then we'll start scheduling already to do the sequel um i'm doing one in italy also that i'm shooting in rome um and we'll have a, a slate of films coming up
0: awesome awesome tell the audience then uh where they can find you where are your socials uh, where can they look you up for more info on what you're doing
1: yeah um probably instagram i guess right sure sure so it's i am i am tony sheena i am Tony Sheena. Stop. I am Tony
0: Cena That's it. Yeah. excellent. And yeah, like I said, the uh, I it's no, no, it's not. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, uh, the film is streaming now. It's on uh, uh, all the major streaming platforms. Uh, it's on Apple. It's on Prime. Um, it's you can get it on Google Play. You can get it on YouTube. Uh, so uh, go ahead and stream that there. And uh, the DVD will be coming out uh, later in March, I believe March 28th. But I'll check that to be sure um but uh tony thank you so much for uh taking some time to talk be careful on the big mountain <laughs> come back and finish uh, the weapon too <laughs> so that we can see that yeah man yeah. but uh, best of luck to you awesome. and to uh to your production company uh and uh, hope to see much more of dallas oto and awesome. you in the near future
1: thank you so much i enjoyed the chat
2: poison plan rocks the world To the tea house ready for some action Drinking a little wine and a drunk and then we're fighting ha This time it's warm We smash the place up with a the claws we walk into the tea house ready for some action Drinking a little wine and getting drunk and then we're fighting ha this time it's war. We smash the place up with a dragon claw. I see the iron fist bunk from the daily prayers. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fatal leak nows in King hands With the fearless the roaming over the lands. Yeah, the little big soldier is older than wiser. So he wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. you got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivering kicks, guaranteed to grace jars. Fight for the cast and pause, hear applause. Not a yen back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but more don't hit back Yeah the death Jewels here Derby D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jelly's even faster Could had a little drink Because he is the drunken master Once upon a time shine China Rosamund Quan is real fine But see magic on his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Chang chi movies Will the hero survive? We've got the Brave Archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cut the vampire's back we got Lam Ching-Ying To kill them all So stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the soul This time it's war We we'll smash the place up With a dragon claw See it's a game of death Yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time In China Counting the TikTok The Shogun Assassin Slashing blood or just drip drop The head kick Neck drop, Balance the won't stop Wanna kill Bill Better get the assassins. he has got her just in yellow But she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the parties On the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the walls Don't fear at all To kill them all There's always blood spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleashed the fist legend at the car Jet Li. I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast, you rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm the streets, in a sample, see the facts are these, there's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action, Drinking little wine, we getting drunk and then we're fighting, ha, this time it's one, we smash the place up with a dragon class, But are walking to the tea house, ready for some action, drink a little